0: I never got any money from you. And now, Mr. Edwards, I would like to make a disclosure, which is something which has never been revealed to the public. This is the Saucer Life, and this is Bonus Encounter twelve, Stanton T. Friedman. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that with the death of 84 year old stanton t friedman things will never be quite the same in the flying saucer world it's not that there won't be advocates for extraterrestrial origins of the roswell crash there will be or that there won't be those who take pains to explain the scientific plausibility of interstellar visitation to the earth because there will be those too It's that we've lost a vital link to ufology's past. From the 60s to a week ago, Stan Friedman investigated, wrote, lectured, and was a talking head in countless documentaries and TV shows. My favorite of these is Paul Kimball's portrait of the man Stanton T. Friedman is real, which I've linked to in the show notes. He was, as every obituary will and should say, the first civilian investigator of the Roswell crash. He also was instrumental in putting the MJ-12 papers in the public eye and imagination. As Tim Benall noted in his obituary at Coast to Coast AM's website, Friedman was in many ways the father of modern ufology, not just in the literal sense of being a cornerstone of the field and community itself, but also in the sense of being a crucial part of the alchemy that produced ufological culture, especially from the 1970s onward. His fingerprints are all over every UFO-related thing you see, or near enough that it makes no difference. Whether one agrees or disagrees with his conclusions, there's no way to deny his influence and importance. I'm fortunate to have met the man once, last year in Halifax at Esotericon, an event promoted by Stan's nephew, Paul Kimball. He was a kind, generous guy, and despite his age, when he gave his presentation, he snapped into it like someone flipped a switch. He was a pro's pro, selling books, answering questions, talking to attendees, working like he had for decades. And sure, there were things that were predictable, things that were repeated at every presentation, but that didn't detract. Far from it. When he joked that SETI should really stand for, altogether now, silly effort to investigate, I knew it was coming. But honestly, I would have been disappointed if he hadn't said it. It would have been like watching a Ric Flair match where he doesn't do the upside-down flip in the corner. So tonight, my thoughts are with his, his family and his friends, including my friend Paul Kimball. Ufology lost a legend, but they lost someone they loved, and no matter how long someone's life is, it's tough to lose them. So pick up one of his books if you haven't, watch an old documentary, and remember Stan when you see a mention of some new Roswell show on TV, or when someone mentions crashed saucers. One last thing. It's not going to happen today, not tomorrow, not for a few months probably, but sooner or later. Those in the shallows of ufology who fancy themselves researchers because they've got a YouTube channel or a podcast, the gladhanders and the chancers and the scum congealing on the crest of what they're gambling is the wave of the future, they're going to start to downplay Stan's contributions, despite the fact that Stan did more before they were born than they've done since. They'll try to fill their pockets by repeating his talking points while in the same breath gleefully proclaiming that they're a new generation taking over a moribund, hidebound field. We see you. And don't worry, we'll be there to point out that Stan said it first, did it first, and said it and did it better than you did. But Stan would have been too polite to point that out. Good night, Stan. Goodbye.